Hello, Internet. How are we doing tonight on this wonderful Saturday night, the weekend before Christmas? Yay! <laughs> How is everyone doing? You guys had a good day today? Oh, I am. I am nervous. Um, I am probably going to just, as a player, roll uh, wisdom saves at disadvantage for the next little bit. So, <laughs> oh, why would you say that? Um, let me see. We left off. Uh, we were trying to be uh, forced into a place we didn't want to go, and we were at the, the big boss house. So, yeah, that's reason. Okay, I can see reasons. Yeah, I can see reasons. Maze Pearl, how are you ladies doing today? I'm tired, but it's my own fault because I stayed up till five in the morning last night. <laughs> Why? Ah. Um, I was DMing a game and everyone was having so much fun, but we had like 12 people all playing together and there was like 10 displacer beasts. So the initiative was really long, but they all liked it. And I'm like, we can take a break. We can do this later. And they're like, no, we want to keep going. I'm like, okay. See, at, at some point, you just have to put the dice down. <laughs> put the dice down, back away from the dice. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to do that. But I understand. This morning went two hours over the, ex the projected uh, stop time. And it was like, and they still didn't finish the battle. So when we come back in January, they've got to figure out what they're going to do. Oh, nice. A nat 24 maze on the clock. Ooh, thank you. Mm -hmm. so, all the fun there. But yeah, this, I could totally understand. Sometimes you just get in that groove and you just want to keep going and at some point you gotta like I, I, I gotta stop I gotta take a break <laughs> so but yeah oh congrats Quoth got that new badge awesome so uh, a couple of quick housekeeping things uh, this is the season finale of challenge accepted uh, we are going to end this story hopefully at a good resolution but we never know what will happen but uh, this will be it uh, for we'll be wrapping up Challenge Accepted Season 2 and starting to look towards Season 3, which will come in January at some point. Still got to work out some details on that. Um, yeah, also, this is uh, the last game stream for the 2020 calendar year. Going to take uh, the next couple of weeks kind of off to take a break and get some much needed mental break and do some work. Uh, one of the things that will happen during that time is we are going to transition from Twitch to YouTube. So when we come back in January, uh, we will be streaming on YouTube. Uh, not here, but all the various things you enjoy doing to the stream on Twitch, we will uh, have we have way we have uh, some plans in play to make sure that it's still doable over on YouTube. So if you are a trickster and really enjoy impacting the stream, you will still be able to do that. It'll just be kind of a different way of doing it. Um, but yeah, we're gonna get come back in 
get, kick things off. Uh, tomorrow morning is Sunday with Scoob where I'm gonna do uh, another miniature paint. I'll start at 12 p.m. Eastern. Um, and as, a po as the popular choice from the Discord, we're going to paint this Magma Wolf. So that will be what we do. Uh, I'm gonna open up uh, as a kind of a test. I'm gonna open up the Discord uh, Discord voice channel. Any of you who have been cast members uh, for this season of Challenge Accepted and Shadow Watch, you're more than welcome to hop in the chat. We could do it behind the screen and Q and A and just kind of what in the hell were you thinking throwing that at us? Kind of deal. You, you could do all that. <laughs> talk characters talk logic all of those things so hopefully that'll be fun that'll be something i'm planning to do more at the sunday with scoob in 21 in next year is keep that voice channel open for certain tier subscribers as well as my cast members to be able to come and hang out and you know have a conversation you never know um uh shout out and a thanks to stream beats we're sitting and listening to that lo-fi christmas that they uh put out uh, you could check out Stream Beats on Spotify, Apple Music. You can use it for videos and, and streams and all those things. It's DRM uh, free music. So awesome. Uh, you know, be respectful of it. Uh, as we get into the game, we're going to be using Sirenscape, which is a great uh, tool for, ba for background music for your tabletop adventure. So go check out sirenscape.com to get more info. Uh, as I've said, this is the sound set we're using is a custom set that I had created just for Challenge Accepted. Added a couple of new bits in today for our finale episode. So having lots of fun there. Uh, yeah, Christmas next week. What do you guys think of that? Yay. You ready? I am so ready for Christmas. Uh, I am looking forward to it and for two reasons, obviously, because it is Christmas and also because that means 2020 is almost over. Yep. My daughter has been telling me for weeks, when it gets to be midnight, we don't shout Happy New Year. We shout Jumanji. Jumanji. The whole thing resets <laughs> and we start over. <laughs> That's pretty clever. Oh. Can't say it's a bad idea. <laughs> but, all right, well, I think that's all of that. Yep, let's uh, bring it in and uh, transition our music and get right into it. Yay. All right, so what a journey you guys have had. Yes. Earl escaping, uh, leaving the monastery that she knew most of her life. Days sitting there in uh, Paradon, working on various investigations. Titus growing up in the wonderful land of Barovia and feeling that things couldn't get any weirder than they did in Barovia. <laughs> All of a sudden you were recruited by a mysterious figure named Pennyworth who worked for someone else who he referred to as the Emerald Lady. You were asked to go and search for a rare magic item that was of significant concern and could be detrimental in the wrong hand. And the fact that it only surfaces every few, every 13, 13 years or so. In pursuing that, you took a stroll through Barovia, seeing the wonderful sights and smells that encompass that place, until you found a way to get to Zeresh. 
and the city of Paradon. Moving, taking, taking uh, an amulet that you were given that was to lead you to Paradon. Once you had an idea of the location you wanted to go, you traveled through Barovia into the next valley of Zeresh, into the city of Paradon, and were greeted by sights and sounds you had never seen before. A city of somewhat um, unique properties, a lot of cobblestone and, and brick, uh, a permense fog that, per, that seemed to be everywhere at night, and a string of murders that you found yourselves swept up in the investigation. Poor women had all been killed by such violent means. In pursuing that investigation, you, in, you encountered an inspector, was betrayed that by that inspector, made some new friends, lost some friends, and now you find yourselves at a mansion, in the middle of a glorious party. Such extravagance you've never seen. And in that party, you found the murderer you had been searching for. He seems to have ban he ducked, tucked away and ducked around a corner. And as you were searching, you went to look for, you went to search inside of a closet. In the closet, you found a body of some unfortunate soul. As you were attend, as you were investigating that maze, felt a presence behind her. And in just the moment, just in the moments before getting shoved, attempted to be shoved into the closet, turning to see your your assailant, an individual you saw clear on the other side of the house, is standing there with a kind of a murderous look in in his eye, trying to figure out what's going on. You know that you're out. The hour is is coming close. The knife that you have been asked to search for is nearby. You need to find it for a variety of means and then find your way out of Zeresh into the safety of another of another plane. The clock is ticking. Time is of the essence. And now we will roll initiative. <laughs> Yay. Oh, not too bad. 16. Nice! Right off the bat with a great one. Yeah. Okay, Pearl, what'd you get? A 19. Alrighty. Jinxie, or Maze. <laughs> I had that nat 20. Alright. So, add your initiative bonus. What's that total? Oh, oh, that's... that's 23. Oh, wow. Okay. Alrighty, and here we go. Alright. Couple of things coming in there. Titus, you got a nat 20 on your next roll. Yay! Alrighty. Cleared that. Oh! Got one of those right off the bat. See how that plays out. 
And with that, top of the order, Maze. You see this... Oh, another nat 20 for you. <laughs> that one off. Uh, let's see. Titus gets an inspiration he can burn. At some point when he feels it's needed and you get a nat 20 on your next roll. Pearl, you have a nat 20 on your next roll. Cool. So with that, Maze, you're up first. What do you want to do? Um, yeah, I, he tried to push me in the closet thing. I don't like it. So I'm going to pull out my silver rapier and go for a blow. Let's do this. All right. So that's that nat 20. All righty. Go and roll that damage. Would I get sneak attack or no? Um, being at the top of the order, I would, if that qualifies, you being the first one off the hit, you might, should have it. If not, uh, you don't have any allies around you. Okay, then no. So that would be seven and eight, 15, 18 points of damage. Nice. Okay. All right, it is now his turn, and he is going to hit you with a cut with a with a dagger. Let's see, first to hit, going to be a twenty-two to hit. That hits. That is seven points of. Oh, nope, wrong one. Okay, that is going to be three points of piercing damage from the dagger. gonna come around again with it for a 18 to hit that hits all right and is gonna be five points of piercing damage on the second gotcha all righty next up is pearl all right, you see you you time. see maze kind of give a start turn around you see someone there Attacking her with a da attacking her with a dagger. I'd like to try, um, and if I can move past her and kind of go like that, so I can kind of you know make an opportunity for for a tiger on the other side. Uh, Maze, you're a gnome, right, or halfling? Halfling. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Pearl, with your dexterity being an act. act, act athletic and acrobatics being so high you could probably just do a whole dive roll come up to your feet in a fighting stance ready to go what are you gonna do i'm gonna smack him okay. he me smack him then. <laughs> so i'm gonna grab my quarter staff and we're gonna swing that 
Remember, it's a net. I believe you have a net twenty on that. So, net yeah. so let's roll that crit damage. Okay, so so that would be. Um, So that would be a, a an eight plus I got a five and then a three, so that'd be so it'd be sixteen damage for the first swing. All right, good hit. And then um, I'm gonna go ahead and and use my bonus action to to swing at him on my fist. Okay. And that is a nat one. <laughs> Ow! Swing and a miss. Yeah. Next on deck, Titus. All right, um, so I'm going to move uh, over, oops, over here. Okay. And uh, I am, I have a nat 20. You certainly do. All right, um, so I will attack uh, with my longsword. And hmm. yeah, I'll I will attack with with my my long sword and uh, one hand or two hand strike. Um, one handed because I still have my shield. Okay. Um, and uh, and then I will add my divine smite. Alrighty, go ahead. Do that thing. Do that thing. All right. So that is uh, that is uh, fifteen from the uh, longsword, and really, uh. Uh, so that is uh, 18 from the Divine Smite. So, so 33. Total, total is what? 33. How do you want to do it? Oh, um, I am just going to slice his head off. All right. So as you come around and just nice and clean, mm -hmm. head kind of bounces and falls at Maze's feet. And the body's the body crumple. Uh, crumples down into a pile right there on the floor and starts to bleed all over the carpet. And I'll, uh, I'll look at, <laughs> I'll look at, uh, Maze. Uh, did we need to talk to him? Uh, uh, he, he tried to push me in the closet. And within a couple of mo moments, the body starts to shift and becomes that, uh, familiar, Form you've been seeing a lot the last uh, day or so with this kind of purplish gray skin, elongated limbs. The head doesn't quite have the proportions quite right. Uh, I, I want to uh, in, in investigate the body to see if he's got anything on him that would help us. Just the dagger. Okay. Um, so. Do we want to venture back in to look at the other bodies? Uh, I don't know. Miles shows up and tries to push it in again. Titus, go and roll a perception check. Okie dokie. Uh, Maze, go and roll a d100. Oh. Yeah. 
Titus, what'd you get? A nine. What's your passive? Uh, my passive is 12. Okay. Um, looking to and from, you think you might catch something out of the corner of your eye leading into the room uh, directly next to you. Uh, the door is slightly, the door is slightly, the door is open and you see that the, that room looks like a kind of desert landscape. And then there's another door open on the other side. And you think you see, you think you see someone familiar in the next room over. Oh. I, like, I think I saw someone I recognized in that room over there. Aren't we supposed to be finding the dagger? Yeah, I, I, I get the snaking suspicion that uh, that person might might know something about it. If I get to keep moving, I'm okay. Should we do something with this? Or just uh, leave it here? Uh, well, sure, given the I night that we've had already, I suspect I suspect there will be more of them uh, scattered about. So let's not waste time. Okay. All right. So, you, so if I'm understanding, you're just going to leave the body in the center of the hallway there. Um, no, I kicked it first. <laughs> Fair. At least going to play a little soccer and kick that head into the closet. Uh, you know, uh, second thought, it, we'll just drag it into this room by the other one, I guess. Yeah, let's 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 do that. So I'll, I'll I'll just pull the body into the other room and shut the door behind me. Okay. DMS, something like that. Yeah, Yeah, a voice from within uh, reminded me that this was a better idea. So. <laughs> All righty. So aside from a little bit of a blood pool right there, Maze, what'd you get on your uh, D hundred? Seventy-five. Okay, um, as you guys are dragging the uh, the body, uh, you get the body dragged in, taking a one quick look around, Maze, you see something that kind of glimmers a little bit, catches your eye, and you find actually a rather unusual item, but not too unusual. You find a prosthetic limb. Oh. This item replaces a lost limb, a hand, an arm, a foot, a leg, you tell me which limb you think you found. While the prosthetic is attached, it functions identically as the part it replaces. You attach and reattach as an action. It, can be, it can't be removed against your will. Oh. You tell me what kind of prosthetic did you find sitting in the sitting in the closet? Which one would be the most handy? Let's go with the <laughs> lay. <laughs> A leg? Candy, so I think that would be the hand, right? Yeah, but if somebody loses a leg, I'd rather have a leg for him so they can move. I'll take a leg. I want okay, a leg. so you find a prosthetic leg. Are you planning on using that soon? <sighs> I hope not. I'm sticking it in my bag with my broom. 
Does direction. the campaign know something we don't? <laughs> it's the Are tricksters. We you just this? accept it when the tricksters do what the tricksters do. <laughs> wow. Your divine your divine smite doesn't cast doesn't count as a spell if I remember, correct? Uh, yes, it does. Oh, then I need you to roll a D hundred, because there's a wild magic on the books. Yep. Thank you, Mizzic. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. He and I are gonna have a conversation after this. I think <laughs> it's all uh, fine as long as you don't roll a seven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, I, that's a really bad one. I saw that. Yeah. Or uh, one wasn't that great either. Uh, uh, 50, 51. 51. Okay. Uh, as uh, you're, when you cast your divine smite and you felt that righteous energy flow into the uh, creature, you notice that appearing next to you was a shield very similar to the one you're carrying, only it seems to be kind of floating and have this set, uh, a sense of etherealness uh, with you. Uh, it, will, it will be there for the next minute, granting you a plus two to your AC and immunity toward magic missile. Yes! Okay, the conversation with him is gonna be different now, so we're good, <laughs> we're good. That's fair. <laughs> Alrighty, what are you guys gonna do? Uh, we're gonna find the big baddie in the next minute. I'm <laughs> <laughs> gonna try. See how fast you can move through the rooms. Let's, let's get to that desert room. Yep. Are you gonna go in first? Uh, 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 yes. You're yes. the one that thinks I saw someone familiar. Alright, I step into the room. Okay. This room contains several chairs and sofas where guests can sit comfortably besides a low white marble tables. The walls have been decorated with murals depicting a desert theme. The stone floor has been covered with a thin layer of sand. Cacti and other potted plants fill the, fill the corners. Hidden away in the foliage is a, are a bunch of phony snakes and spiders, and even a stuffed coyote. All desert creatures. A live camel is tethered to the wall in the southeast corner. And inside the room, you see a group of guests and servants all kind of milling about and having conversation. Uh, go ahead and give me a perception and uh, give me an, an investigation check. All of us? Uh, all of you can do it. Um. Okay, uh, is this an investigation where I can uh, put on my uh, glasses and look really close? Uh, only if you want to examine something within a foot of you. <laughs> it's better than nothing. 
Yeah, I will in investigate uh, very closely. Okay. Pearl, what about you? I'm going close too because I already saw what the roll is if I didn't. <laughs> All right, Maze, what did? You, what about you? Yeah, twenty thirty. Okay. Because yeah, even with my roll, my, my advantage it wasn't great. <laughs> All right, so Titus and Pearl, with you, know, you both have your glasses on and looking ar looking around with the your glasses. What uh, what did you guys get? I see uh, smudges on my glasses, uh, so uh, only a thirteen. Remember, that's with, and that's with advantage. <laughs> Pearl. No. Sixteen. Okay. Um, you guys get caught up investigating the sand and the cacti and the seeming they're pretty good representations. They look even even looking at the the coyote the the little stuffed creatures is like a really good job. Maze, as you you, you kind of walk you kind of see them, but as you also look around, looking through the door, standing there talking to a servant and another guest, is Sir Edmund having a, a politely having a appears to be having a conversation. He looked, and as you kind of zero on him, he catches, he 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 uh, turns, and you catch his eye, and then he starts to turn and walk toward and, and start walking toward walking toward the next room. Um, guys, why do people like playing in, in, in litter boxes? I don't understand. Speaking yeah. of that, I want to reach down and pick up a handful of sand and stick it in my pocket. Okay. Can you tell the two of them what you saw? Oh, over that way. Okay. Sir Edmund. He's going in that other room. Alright, go ahead and move your thirty move your movement. into the next room mm -hmm. all right this room has been decorated to look <clears throat> well, that's not right this room this room contains chairs and sofas for the party guests the east and west walls are painted with the murals of a snow-covered valley surrounded by a mountain range they extend toward the horizon large rocks Line the walls and are stacked in the corners. Many of the rocks are dusted with white to look as if they were covered in snow. Several tubs of ice are hidden behind the rocks, leading, lending to a chill in the air. A stuffed mountain goat stares down at the occupants from atop one rock. Across the room, a stuffed mountain lion does the same. Stepping through, and the uh, door at the end, at the other end of the, you have three doors in this uh, space. Uh, one here, one here, and one here, and they all appear to, and the two leading into the hallway are open. The one leading to the next room is shut. Uh, what was that? I didn't hear you. I I was being silly and saying, why did we come in this room again? You're muted. 
Nice. Nope. I saw your red light come on and then and then shut off again on your headset. Not sure. It sounded like you were handing uh, Fritz to to uh, Pearl. Is that what you're doing? Yeah. So uh, I look around the room and said, "This place is weird. I don't know what's going on with all of these animals." Uh, Mace, uh, uh, you saw him go through here, right? Oh. What do you guys want to do? Can we look around to see if we see him? Uh, sure can. Go ahead and roll, uh, roll your percent, roll, uh, investigations. Um, um, if I can use my looking up really close, I get a mic. <laughs> but only if I'm looking up close. <laughs> uh, 13 for me. Okay. Twenty-three for Maze. Okay, uh, Maze. Uh, looking at that, you 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 remember seeing him walk through the door at the other end of the room. So you kind of, yeah, as you kind of search through, you see that the, uh, and kind of looking up, uh, if you come up to one of the two doors into the hallway, you kind of poke through. You see Edmund walking down the hallway right now. You want to take a moment and check out what's going on with your headset, see if you can get your mic working. All right, we're going to take a quick break to let Maze troubleshoot her uh, headset, and we will be right back. All righty. Thank you for that brief little break. Uh, so we're back in there. Maze has audio again, so we can hear her contribute to the conversation. where were we oh yes you you have investigating up coming through one of these uh, doorways looking through you see uh, Sir Edmund what appear what appears to be Sir Edmund walking down the hallway what do you guys wish to do I'm following me so I get to the community and and you know I have to keep I have to keep her little mousey near her right yeah. <laughs> um, as we're starting to walk towards that direction that uh, uh, Edmund uh, was going, I'm mm -hmm. going to quickly scan the room and okay. see if there's any of these uh, guests that are eyeing us closely. Because I do get on, not want... what, what, what did you get on your investigation check? 
Uh, did you do that 13. with the glasses on or no? I did not. Okay, and what'd you, you got what, a nine? I had a 13. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll a perception. Good. I hope. That's 15. Okay. Um, yes, you do notice there is uh, a couple of people in this room who seem to be paying uh, paying attention to you a little more a, a little a little more casually than the rest of the people in the room having their conversation. Mm. Um, with that, I will uh, signal just kind of uh, very kind of carefully uh, let um, let Maze and Pearl know that it appears we're being watched. I'm going to whisper back to him like, what's new? Like, <laughs> <laughs> come on, all these other people have like been pushing around this whole time. Alrighty. So, <clears throat> Moving up to there, what do you got? What's next? Um, I will uh, move towards uh, the door uh, okay. and be very mindful of of where they're uh, where they're at. So the door that we're going through is to the north. Uh, the one that Maze is standing next to is to the north. You see that there's two entrances, mm -hmm. two doors that are in, leading into this room, and both of them are open. Okay. And they kind of lead into the hallway. Okay. I will walk up to them and uh, uh, keeping an eye again on the people around me, uh, but I will follow them as they start to depart the room. Okay. Another one. Okay, Pearl, give me a D100. And I don't know if you saw it, Scoob, but uh, Pearl has an inspiration. Oh, wait, we have another wild magic surge in the books. Uh, cool. Pearl has an inspiration and yeah, gonna have to roll that one too. Haven't rolled that one in a while. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's a 85. 85. All right. Um, as uh, you're going to leave the room, Pearl, you notice uh, there's like a clump of like a like a pile of clothing in a corner. And as you go and in, and investigate that, you find um, a, a, a suit of a, a suit of a, a, a suit of clothing or an outfit of clothing. Uh, this is a suit of shift weave. Uh, it can contain up to five different outfits embedded into the cloth. While wearing the clothing, you speak its command word as a bonus action to transform your outfit into your choice of one of the other designs uh, uh, contained in it. Regardless of its appearance, the outfit can't be anything but clothing. Although it can duplicate the look of other magical clothing, it does not gain their properties. Yeah. 
can it look like fine clothing then? That's what it sounds like, right? Yeah, it can look like fine clothing. It could look like glimmer weave. It can look like, you know, beggar's clothing. Pick five. Uh, I'm going to leave that to you to pick five outfits that this can turn into. <laughs> and that's the only five it can turn into. So you need to tell me what five you need to pick five and tell me those five. And, and what was how how was it worded again? Uh, what was it called? I'm trying to it's, find it in the in the equipment. Shift weave. S H I F T W E A V E. There it is. Pick five outfits, and those are the five it can turn into. One of them I will take and say it is formal wear for this particular gathering. You pick the other four and tell me now. Um, let's see here. There would just be one that's just completely just covered in ribbons, just because. Yep. <laughs> just a random one like that. Um, uh, I'm trying to think what else that would be. Um, I would say uh, probably. I, I don't know. Like like you said, one that would like mimic. Um, uh magical clothing but okay and it wouldn't be the properties um not sure what it would be um make sure you're writing that down too yeah i need to do that You know, like one that's like an actual, like, you know, like a performer's costume. Okay. Probably a good one. And then, is there like a way for, why? I mean, like, do you there's like a, not a uniform or something that would be useful? Uh, if you think about it, you could probably picture like a guard's. Like a city watch type of a uh, uniform. Yeah. Obviously, in this case, it'll be more of Paradon uh, City Watch, which you've seen. You can just put in City Watch uh, uniform. five total all right hey. now and now i need you to roll a d20 and okay. if it's uh and and tell me the result okay i just got a nap 20. all right you find also in these in this pile of clothing a vial of a vial, a, a vial of some type and as you look at it uh the, the liquid looks vaguely familiar 
is like a healing potion, only a little more, a little brighter. And you find a potion of greater healing. We definitely need that. Probably. Greater healing is 44 plus 4. Yeah. I mean, we're already planning on losing at least one limb tonight, so. I know, right? All right, so that covers find the potion. That just leaves the wild magic serve. And there's a gift. Yeah, there's another, another gift. Uh, I just, I just did the, I just did the one for Pearl. Uh, and yep, there's another gift. Titus, give me a D100 before you leave the room. 55. You and those 55s. Oh, cool. Yep. Uh, you notice in a cor in, in in another in another in another section about tucked behind a rock, you find a hooded lantern. Uh, but its engravings and its markings look a little different. You have found a lantern of revealing. When lit, this hooded lantern burns for six hours on a point of pint of oil. Shedding a bright light for 30 feet and a dim light for an additional 30. Invisible creatures and objects are visible as long as they're within the lantern's bright light. Wow. You can use an action to lower the hood, reducing the light to as dim as five foot. Very cool. Very cool. Very nice. Very nice. That one. That's still, that is on the book, so I will use that next time that happens. Alrighty. Coming into the hallway, you see Sir Edmund. He is, uh... He is moving, he is moving along. He's about nine, he's about 90 to 100 feet in, uh, in front of you. And seems to be briskly walking down the hall, and seems to be kind of walking down the hallway. Can I chase him? Certainly try. Or she chases him. I, I, I'm asking my party. I'm actually trying to behave. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I think we should follow, uh, but I'm, I'm certain that he's leading us uh, exactly where he wants us to go. Yeah. All right. Um, so we'll start making our way to the hallway. And uh, which direction was he running down the hallway? He is uh, heading uh, toward the what? Eastern. He's heading in an eastern direction. Okay. All right. So, Pearl, you give chase, or are you staking with the group? I, I'm sticking with the group, but yeah. Okay. Do y'all y'all can dash if you want to take a full no, to take two rounds of movement? Yes. All right. Now, do you want to do this kind of stealthfully, or do you want to just be flat out? Screw it. Let's just chase him. Uh, well, I think he already knows we're following him. Um, can you dash with stealth? Uh, this is more or less to whether or not he notices you're dashing. 
Okay. All right. Um, then yeah, I will try and and quietly dash after him. Okay, go and roll a stealth check. Pearl, Maze, what about you guys? Same. All right, go and roll stealth checks. 15 for me. 15 for you. But okay. always, I could always cast Pass Without a Trace. What'd you get, Pearl? I got a 10. <laughs> All right. Maze? Seven. Seven? I'm on the high roller. <laughs> What's going on? Did I hear that right? Seven or 11? Like I said, should I, should I give us Pass Without Trace? <laughs> I mean, if you want to use it now, go right ahead. I think he's obviously he's going to realize we're following him okay. um, and uh, it'd be good for you to save those key points mm -hmm. um, can I pull out my brain and hop on it and dash down to catch him yeah I mean you, you, you definitely would there, you definitely would get it there doesn't appear to be anybody in the hallway at this exact moment so yeah you could totally do that I'm going to catch you. Hop on my brain and dash 100 feet. All right. He is going to dash as well. He definitely hears that. All right, so... Movement is 30 feet. All right, Maze, go ahead and uh, do your dash. Or you get you get your get on the broom and as your action to move. Maze. So the chase is on. Trying to catch up to him. All right, going for our next. Uh, we'll go ahead and roll a new set of initiatives. As now that you are now in a flat out chase. Uh, 16. All right, Titus with a 16. Pearl? Four, that one. Ouch. Maze? 19. 19, okay. All right. Maze, you're at the, you're at the top. What are we, what are we doing? This is. You don't have to worry about moving on the map right now whether or not you eat we get the chase going okay yeah um to catch up with them but i'll turn around and make it tighter some pro and go come on guys Ready? does that mean you get to go faster 
You're da you're you're move you're doing you're moving your dash. What's your total movement? Um, on the broom, it's a hundred feet. Okay, so yeah, you get you get close. You you zoom right up on that broom, and you get you get right up uh, right up with him. Um, Pearl or Titus, you're next. Yeah, I will. Um, is he is he still dashing at this point? Yeah, he's now running. You guys are now running down the hallway. Yeah. Well, except for May, she's flying. She's getting right up uh, right up on his heels. What are you doing? I will uh, use my dash action to, to to continue the chase. All right, so it's a full uh, full sixty. Mm-hmm. All righty. Sanjay, or Edmund is going to continue to do his. So he's going to dash his 60, which pulls him forward from Maze just a little bit. kind of ducks into the ballroom and continues to dart in that direction. Uh, Pearl, what about you? Dashing. Dashing? What's your full movement with dash? My full movement with dash is 80 feet. Okay, so you get just behind uh, where, where Maze is and you guys can see uh, Edmund kind of dart into the ballroom and then dart uh, and continue to run. Maze, you're at the top of the order. Um, I'm going to stop him. Uh, how far ahead of me, please? He, uh, he is—he was only—he was only about maybe five feet ahead of you before he darted into the ballroom. You see him dart into the ballroom and then zigzag, and now he's uh, running. He's now running through the ballroom. Um. Hmm. Okay, I'll move my 50 feet. Okay. Am I within 50 feet of him now? Yeah, you're, you get, you're just within, at 50 feet, if, are you going to dart into the ballroom as well, or are you just going to continue down the hallway? I'm, I'm going after him. All right, so you fly into the ballroom. You're about five, you're, you're, you're about 10 feet behind him as you come into the ballroom. And all of a sudden, people start reacting to seeing you just fly in on a broom. Um, you and you can't tell whether they're like, "Oh wow, this is a great party," or "What in the world is going on now?" I will give you. I will. Uh, so you, you want to? You tell me. Are you trying to be like oh, nothing to see here, or it's like I don't care about them. I'm trying to chase this guy. I really don't care about them. Can okay. I put my 50 foot of hemp and rope, tie a lasso, and try to lasso him to get him to stop running? Uh, you want to tie, so you moved up your 50, you're about 10 feet behind him, and you want to try and uh, toss a rope to catch him? Yeah. Okay. Um, go ahead. Um, uh, let's call that uh, Im improvised weapon at range. So you get to use your, you get to roll a d20 and add your dex bonus to that. Mm -hmm. 
Oh man, it's pain. It's what? A fish pain. The 15 actually does does get there. It does kind of get on him. Um, now it's going to be kind of a now it's going to be kind of a kind of a kind of a strength check, whether or not you get to have enough torque on that, or he's just going to keep powering through. So roll uh, roll your strength, and then I'll roll mine, and we'll see which one's which. Just a straight strength check. Seventeen. He pulls forward, even though you now have the rope around. Uh, you kind of have the rope around him in this in this makeshift thing. So you're you're starting to get dragged a little bit with this. All right, Titus, you're up next. Oh boy. Uh, now you moved sixty, so she's so as you moved sixty, she moved hundred, so she was about forty feet ahead of you. And about ten more, and you see them kind of dart into the ballroom. Mm -hmm. What do you do? And do you continue to dash? I am yes. I'm continuing to dash too because I, I don't like the fact that she is in that room with all those people by herself. All right. Uh, so you so you dash you run in, and as you run as you run in, you get right up with Maze. As you see, she has thrown this lasso and caught. Is around Edmund, and you see her trying to hold it, but she is just, she just can't get that ump to hold and and hold on to him. Uh, and, but and she move your use your action to dash in to make up that distance. That that's what you're seeing as you get to that point, mm -hmm. which brings us to Pearl, or no, brings us to him. And uh, let's see, he is going to. He is going to continue to run as you're kind of dragging. And as he moves, he passes the next door for the ballroom. And he kind of slides, ducks down and slides behind a couch. And you see the rope go and with him as he goes. And then all of a sudden, the rope kind of goes slightly slack. Next up is Pearl. Try and run and grab the rope before he got away, but obviously that didn't work. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm gonna uh, run my uh, dash to see if I can catch up. And um... so you're 80 feet. You would actually kind. Of, you would actually get to the point you over. You might overtake him. And what you see is he slides in behind the couch. Uh -huh. You see him trip something and a trap door open, and then he slides down the trap door, and then Got you it. see it spring back shut. Slide, come on, guys. Can you give me a moment to catch my breath? This armor is not light. <laughs> Coming back to the top with Maze. Um, you see that the rope kind of went a little slack. You see Pearl rush forward. And just as she was about there, see, she's like looking at behind, the, behind this couch and whatnot. So what do you do? Um. <laughs> we go down the slide, whatever. We're All right, so you, you you come over with the broom. You see, there is this 
she's standing there watching where you can see things have been kind of shoved up out of the way and you see this trap door kind of sitting there you go down the trap door oh yeah okay titus i will not let her go alone so i'm like let's go all right and pearl can i jump on her broom as we go down the slide so that we have control going down the slide um it's not a slide but it's a trap door so if, we if use she the broom to, like slower descent and stuff yeah you could you, you could totally tr you could totally jump on that Come on, Titus! Bye! <laughs> going down all Alrighty. So as as I jump uh, down this trap door, I pulled the ripcord on my balloon pack, but I forgot that I'd already used it, so it doesn't inflate. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It does not. <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh. Uh, yeah, let's see. Um, I want you to give me a athletics check. Uh, me? Yeah. Okie dokie. Athletics. It's okay, Titus. I got a leg for you if you need it. Five? That's enough, right? Not quite enough. Thank you. So at Pearl and 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 and, and Maze drop down this uh, drop down in this uh, trap door, which is not which is just big enough for someone to, to jump down. As you kind of come in there, you see them, and then you see that this is a lot further fall than you thought, and you fall 15 feet, and you land on the ground, and you don't. You don't quite have the most graceful landing when you hit the stone. And you can kind of feel it's like, oh, yep, that's gonna hurt later. And you take five points of bludgeoning damage from the fall. That hurts now. <laughs> you kind of landing down there the pearl and maze kind of in hovering So as you guys uh, drop in, 
dropping in that fur that trap door right there coming down you see uh you what looks to be about it what looks uh, looks to be a cellar of type there's these huge huge casks lined up against the wall you see sir edmund standing at the second to last one and it looks like he's just opened the front of it like a door and he stops at hearing titus land and turns to y'all and faces y'all and now we're at the now we're going to start at the top of the order maze you come in uh on your brooms you're kind of hovering in the air about uh about five or six feet off the ground pearl has come down with you so she's kind of precariously uh, attached to the broom whether she's hanging on it or surfing on uh, she's kind of hanging on it just a just 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 enough where her feet are just off the ground and what are you gonna do um, i was gonna catch him so i'm going to move towards him with my magnet okay which i believe is 30 so it's on here with me Sorry. Yep. So yeah, move you would move the thirty feet, which would get you right up into right up right up on him. And uh, my uh, map's black. Yeah, as is mine. Might be because it's garbage. I don't have any. Uh... How about now? Yep. Yep. Okay. So, Maze, as you see that, as you, you're right up there. So, one more square over will put you in melee. There we go. Pearl is obviously behind you because she's still attached to the broom. Um, I, I don't know what to do. Uh. Yeah, I'm swinging. Might as well. I swing. So what are you doing? Swinging with my rapier. Going in with the rapier, okay? I don't know. It's a seven. A seven to hit? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, a seven does not hit. Alrighty. Next up is Titus. All right. Um, uh, as, an, <clears throat> as an action, I am going to uh, use uh, some of my lay on hands pool. Okay. And uh, give myself um, 11 HP. All right. Sounds good. And then I will move. I will move right next to Maze and Pearl. And stop right there. Okay. And uh, I, as a 
gives us some action. As a bonus action, I am going to use a gift from the tricksters that I've been holding on to for quite some time. And um, I will use the Eldritch Claw tattoo. As uh, a, as does the lay on hands count as a bonus action or an action? It's an action. Okay, so bonus action. Yep. So uh, for the next minute, um, I can, uh, I have a plus one to attack and damage rolls with unarmed strikes. Okay. And uh, for the duration, uh, I can reach a target up to 30 feet away from me with uh, any melee weapon. Okay. And it adds an additional D6 to hit. Yes, I remember that one. Okay. Yep. So I will I will use that and uh, and that'll that'll be my turn. Okay. So so you activated the tattoo. Yes. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, which brings us to uh, Edmund's turn. All right, so Edmund, uh, seeing all of you guys uh, right up in there on him, uh, decides to take a moment to kind of smile. And uh, you see him start to change form. And he turns himself into... himself into a bra into a bear right in front of you oh, yay. <laughs> and then sits there and rises up with a, with his claws to to kind of intimidate and in, uh, be intimidating as he roars at you Does that as an action, or that he did? He does that as a bonus action. So as an action, he gets to attack with his in his new form. Quick. Alrighty. So sweeps with a claw. See, uh, Idis or Maze, uh, pick even or odd. 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 Okay. Mm -hmm. Odd. It is the uh, the the bear makes a makes a makes an attack at you with his claw, which is a nine to hit. Misses. Okay. And, and quick question: Has it been a minute since I received that uh, shield? Just at the end of it. So you're good. You're good. You're good for the. You're good for the next 
two rounds, and then the shield okay. will be gone. Okay. All right. Next attack goes to Maze. At disadvantage? Yep. All right. That worked out really well. So next one is a miss with a seven to hit. All right, which brings us to Pearl. Hey, Wish to do. Question, but could I run up onto the barrels so I can get on the back of the bear? You can certainly try. Go ahead and give me that acrobatics. That's a 10. It's what? That's a 10. You know, you've been. There are times you're really questioning how graceful you can be, but you 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 manage to haphazardly parkour up and leap over onto the bear. Um, but it it, it isn't the most graceful parkouring you've ever done in this city. So you land on the bear's back. What do you do? Now I'm gonna hit him. You're gonna what? I'm gonna hit him. <laughs> All right. So you're standing. You, you you land on there. He's standing up. You're kind of land on the shoulders and coming down for your unarmed strike or yeah. quarter staff. What do you, or what are you doing? Well, um, I I wasn't sure if I would be able to swing my quarter staff or not with with me being on the back of the bear, but I. Oh uh, yeah, it's a little a little tight because you know brown bears when they stand up to their full height can be pretty tall, and this is. And this room is probably about 15 feet to the ceiling. So you're, 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 you're kind of, your, your shoulders, if you're standing on his, if you're standing on his back as he's standing up, then you're kind of, you're kind of brushing up on the ceiling yourself. Yeah. So I'll let, I'll, I'll let you try. Okay. You, you won't be able to do the quarter staff in a two handed swing, but you can okay. definitely hit with the quarter staff if you want. All right. Well, that's a 24 to hit. That will hit. And, uh, do the single-handed first half. That's a seven damage. Okay. Uh, and then I'll follow it up with a nice good kick to his head, maybe. Get it to hit. How much damage was that? Uh, the first one was a seven. Okay, the and second then, one? That's 13 points total. Yep. Okay. You gonna kinda stone on him so you can't shig me out, please. <laughs> Alright. Alright, back up to the top with Maze. All right, swing with that rapier. It's a nat 20 for 25. Nice! Go ahead and roll that crit damage. Oh my gosh, that's fair. Twenty-nine. 
nine more. 38. All right, 38 points of damage. Ooh. Still standing. Oh my God. <laughs> Still standing, anything else you wish to do? Um. Let's see if you let you do this. For my bonus action, can okay. I pocket full of sand in its face to try to blind it? Certainly try. Go ahead and roll. It'd be, it'd be an improvised weapon, so uh, strength plus your uh, d10 plus your strength modifier. Or d20 plus your strength modifier. Oh, pocket sand. 13. Not quite enough. You kind of, you reach in and you kind of throw the sand up and it just doesn't quite get there to get into the eye. Hey, it was worth a try, man. That, that, was, that was really creative. I, I like it. Yeah. Alrighty. Next up is Titus. All right. I am swinging with my long sword for a uh, 21 to hit. 21 will hit. And uh, fourteen damage, and that is enough. You see the bo you see the bear's form start to shift, and shrink down. Leaving the form of uh, Sir Edmund as he starts to kind of crumple down and collapse onto the ground. And no longer, no longer moves. Um, After a little while, his body starts to shimmer and shift into one of these gray, gray blue skinned creatures. And you see he has a knife and it is an extraordinarily detailed and ornate looking knife with a particular curve and hook to the blade. Can we investigate it very carefully to make sure it's the right knife and not some like generic or fake thing? Oh no, you can tell looking at this knife, it is definitely uh, unique. I would like to um, tear off a piece of, of cloth or something and wrap the knife up and pick it up without touching it. Okay. So you do that, you pick it up, kind of tuck it away. And uh, as you, again, looking around, you notice that in this keg uh, area right here, the front of it opened. And as you look in, you see a, a opening and a ladder leading down. And you kind of get the sense that there's a, it smells like it's the, like the sewers are at the base of this ladder. So it opened on its own or? No, something? he opened the front of it. Oh, the, the cat. He was about okay, to step you. in when you guys dropped in. Right. As he opened it, it was, you guys dropped in. So he turned to deal with you. Yeah. But seeing that this is open and seeing there is a, a, a ladder that leads down. 
kind of mm -hmm. seeing the look in that looks like this is how he was going to escape. Mm -hmm. As you're taking stock of that, your shield kind of dissipates. You're all kind of thinking about it. You start to hear uh, shouts from above yeah. and you hear at the stairwell, the door open and eight figures all come rushing in to the room to start moving towards you. Uh, I Weapons drawn. Okay, uh, so it went to the sewers? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, no, so I would be surprised if our little friends are down there. Oh, I'm sure they are, but uh, we, we have eight of them up here that I, I don't want to meet. Uh-huh, down we go. Alrighty. So. Can Here I grab go. onto uh, her broom again so that I don't get any falling damage in case we jump down? I am quickly but very dexterously coming down this ladder. <laughs> okay. You get you get you get around to come down the ladder as expeditiously as possible. Uh, so you come to the base of the ladder and kind of look around, and you definitely can tell you are in the sewer system. Uh, these tunnels are roughly you, these tunnels are roughly ten foot ten foot wide in kind of a semicircle thing. There is a trough about two feet deep of liquid that kind of kind of moves along, not a very fast pace, but just kind of a steady kind of go. You kind of get some of that scent smell of it being in a sewer. You know that they're coming down as you're kind of looking and seeing which direction to go. And that's where we're going to take a quick break. And then we'll pick up with the second half of the episode. So thank you everybody for sticking around. Thank you for all those gifts and great, wonderful things. Um, Titus, you got a nat 20 on your next, uh, your next uh, roll. And when we come back from break, let's see if there's anything else in the queue. Okay. Maze, you get a nat 20 on your next dice roll when we get into the chase. So make note of that. And uh, we will take a few minutes, grab a grab a drink, do a stretch a little bit, and when we come back, face is on. Stick around. Yay. Alrighty, welcome back from our break for our la for the next part. We have a chase coming up. A different kind of mechanic. Uh, we did a, a a brief bit of this earlier, but now we're gonna I'm gonna explain the mechanic as we go through this, so you guys are all kind of on the same thing. And this is kind of a is a newer thing to to do because you know sometimes chases are an interesting element of the story. Yeah. But before I do that, there's a quick question from Kit Matari. Question: With your move to move stream on YouTube, do we cancel our subscription on Twitch? Uh, I would, if you can let the, uh, subscription run out on Twitch, uh, it's, it's kind of a one you pay it once and it's good for the month. So it still lets you get all of those benefits. It's just, uh, January 3rd, when I start streaming again, it will be on YouTube. So if you're, if you're set to, if it's set to expire sometime after then, just let it expire. So I guess in a roundabout way, I'm saying yes, but it kind of depends. If you're a Prime subscriber, the Prime subscription runs out automatically and you have to manually resub. Uh, if it's any other kind of subscription, uh, you would have to do that. 
Uh, I'll have more information uh, when we when I stream on the third, uh, which is a Sunday with Scoob. I'll spend a little bit of time talking about some of that and stay tuned to our social media for more information on those things. Or if you're already in the, and if you're already in the Discord, uh, there'll be information on that as well. Uh, Patreon uh, is going to probably be the best spot for for the subs to get to continue sub level privileges in Discord and support the stream as well as uh, donating. So I can tell you those things right off the bat are gonna still be good to go. Should have links to all that stuff here on the pages and in the doobly-doo down below. Yeah, I think that's it. Cool, sorry, roundabout answer, but yeah. Hope that helped. <laughs> so, all right, so here's how a chase works. You guys are obviously gonna be running away. Need you to tell me uh, kind of Kind of going through and kind of rushing down the sewers are dark there's no there's no light other than so it's relying on your dark vision and being able to see each other so keep that in mind um uh, whether or not you want to take a moment to light a torch to help you go through or do you want to go without a torch to kind of assist in trying to get away from your pursuers uh it's going to be a group skill check challenge as well uh, trying to kind of duck and turn down corners to try and uh, lose your pursuers. Uh, on enough successful checks, you will arrive at your destination. So it won't be like a traditional round where it's like six seconds. This is going to be kind of longer. Uh, you get to do a dash three times uh, as part of this. After the third time, you have to roll a constitution because you're continuing to run. Um, if you fail that con check, you gain a point of exhaustion. If you gain up to five points of exhaustion, you stop running because you are completely winded. Kind of making sense so far? Yes. Um, what if you're flying on a broom? If you're flying on a broom, then obviously that's not going to be, you're not going to get exhausted. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but if you're, if you're running and, and, and running, if you're running, then that's going to be, on, on foot, that's going to be a little bit different. Okay. But even the broom, even the broom can't do infinite dashes. Right. You're just not going to gain the point of exhaustion, but mm -hmm. the broom's going to be like, <sighs> you know, going to feel a little strained. Mm -hmm. So is this different exhaustion compared to the normal exhaustion? Uh, no, exhaustion is exhaustion. Okay, so... It's so just... Uh, kind of picture your, I mean, you think about it when you're running or you're doing a quick run, you're trying to get away, you're rushing and rushing. You're not going at a, you're not going at a normal movement pace. You're trying to run and sprint. The problem is, is just in general physics of the body. You can only do it for so long before your body starts getting a little, uh, tired. And to clarify, you can dash the number of times equal to three plus your constitution modifier. So what are your constitution modifiers? Plus one. Plus one. So you can dash four times before you have to start making constitution checks. Okay. Earl, what's yours? Your 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 mods a one? Uh, it's a one to have before. Okay. Maze, what's your con modifier? Same. Same? Okay, so each of you can dash four times, uh, if, providing you're not on a magic broom that flies. After that, fit when you try to do it for that fifth time, you'd have to roll a constitution check. Okay? Mm hmm. 
Uh, we're gonna do we're gonna do this as kind of a, a you can eat, you can pit when we get to the top of the of of the order. We're gonna continue this current initiative order. You get to the top of the order, you have to tell me a skill you're gonna use to try and escape to try and get you got to navigate the sewers. You can't use the same skill twice. Okay. okay? Mm -hmm. Um. And so you're trying to keep up those proficient skills that you're you've got, and try to see what's a good way to try and uh, a proficient or a background something that would help. Kind of give tell me how you want to use that skill to your advantage. And um, if you don't have a skill, then you could try for a com for some type. Of, then you can opt for a complication. Right, so it's kind of a choice. You got proficient skills. You can only use, can't use the same one twice, or you can look for some something that some kind. Of, you can look for some kind of environmental thing, which would be a, a complication to either help you or hinder you, depending on what the table says. That makes sense for everyone. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think so. Uh, question, question for Maze. What's the uh, uh, dash? speed for flying on the broom if it's overloaded um the movement goes from 50 down to 30 for a dash oh 60 okay. well the, your dash is your movement twice so if you can move 30 you can move 60 per turn with the broom it has a weight thing so if you mm -hmm. put too much weight on it its movement goes from 50 to 30 as, okay. as, as the base okay I believe it's 200 pounds, over 200 pounds, and that slows it down. Okay. Okay. Now, will this exhaustion affect us like like the other exhaustion when you haven't slept, or like we'll have all the, so we have to be really careful then, okay? Yeah. So depending on how you how you use it, use it, you can use it sparingly or whatever, same thing will apply to your pursuers. Mm-hmm. Double checking them. They have a different con modifier, so they could they could potentially do this a little bit more, but they can suffer the same effect as you guys. Okay? Mm-hmm. Alright. Coming back in, you've come down the ladder, you've taken stock of the sewer system, you see the tunnels leading off every so often, you see paths that diverge and whatnot. You know that now that you've gotten the knife, you need to get back to Soto. Mm -hmm. Before the before the appointed time, mm -hmm. as part of the as part of the agreement. So, starting at the top of the order with Maze. Uh, how where how do you how do you want which skill do you want to do first? Try and head the path, lead the path, uh, lead lead the lead to start moving on this escape. Um. Well, I'm a halfling. I can't see if it's dark, so I'm going to cast light on the palm of my hand and shoot it forward so I can see where I'm going. Okay, and I need you to roll a d100 because there's a wild magic on the on the deck. <laughs> we all get a magic carpet and fly away. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. You Steppenwolf. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, it was a 63. 63. All right. 
As you cast light and you see that light, you hold your hand forward, very Iron Man style with the with the palm out to get that light, you notice that not just light starts coming out of your hand and the rest of your body as a billowing mass of fog starts to encompass you and everyone else as fog cloud now fills the area around the uh the state the ladder and you guys obscuring all vision that actually might be helpful if we can just get out of the fog cloud and they are stuck in it <laughs> well fog cloud is a stationary thing based on it was pointed on her so she can move the fog cloud will stay mm-hmm. so okay. take a so now is it starting to you, you shine the light out you're just starting to run at this point right Fly, yes. Okay, do you want to do a dash right off the bat? Um, yes. Okay, so you dash out on the broom. Titus, uh, you're next. Um, I think this is a great opportunity to use the lantern of revealing. Okay. And uh, I, uh, it requires an action to light it. Yes, it does. So um, I will uh, uh, light the uh, lantern, okay. and then I can only move my thirty feet. So you move the thirty feet. You uh, actually you uh, get out of the fog cloud, and you see Maze is down the way. Her little her little mm-hmm. palm light yeah. running up there. You're going there. Um, do you want to try and fiddle with the hood to to limit the amount of light that's seen, or what do you want? To, or how do you what do you want to do? Uh, that also requires an action. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you as part of lighting it. So you okay. tell me what's 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 the what's the light? Do you because if you have it fully open, it's 30 feet bright and then 30 feet dim, so 60 feet of light in any direction. Yeah, so they would be able to see us, see me as well. So you um, tell me how you wanna how you wanna set that hood. Um, I will uh, I will set it at five foot. Okay, so five foot dim or five foot bright? Five foot bright. All right, five foot of bright gives you another five foot of dim. So 10, 10 foot of light coming out. Mm-hmm. So you now have that on that hooded lantern and you are running. Mm-hmm. Pearl? So I'm keeping up with them. I've got dark vision. Um, I, hmm, I think I'll try and stay near uh, Titus and just run my 40s because I'm only 10 feet ahead of him. Okay. So you're kind of in that front and whatever. Is there any particular skill or tool or anything you want to try and use? Survival so we don't get lost and go the right direction. Oh, survival. So roll your survival check. That's a nat 20. All right. Mm -hmm. We'll give that one as uh, two successes for the skill challenge. All right. So they're coming. They, they, your pursuers are coming down the ladder. They're kind of disoriented by the fog. They have to try and figure out which direction uh, to go as they uh, follow you guys. So top of the order again. So. Maze uh, at the top. What do you want? What, what do you do? Pick a skill and tell me how. T- tell me how that skill or ability is going to help you uh, get to your destination and avoid your and uh, evade your pursuer. Um, 
Mm. Can I do... Do we know where we're going yet? I'm up front. I have no idea where I'm going. Can I do an investigation check? Sure. To see if... I mean, you're, you're a local, so you would have, you, you would definitely, it definitely is, is, is definitely a little bit better for you. That is a 22. All right. Um, looking about, you can kind of see based on the, uh, looking at that and recalling in your memory of the sewer system of Paradon that you and, you and Alan have had some occasions coming in and out. Uh, depending on your cases and knowing different members of the Thieves Guild. Oh, right. Gimitari said you had a nat 20. You could use on a, on a skill check. I did have a nat 20. Uh, yes, nat 20. I know where I'm going. Yep. You're good. So that's going to be another two successes. Alrighty, next up, Titus. Um... Yeah, I will. Um, I will just use a perception check to see if I can see the glimmer of light of uh, Maze, so I can keep track of her and uh, and, and uh, keep following that direction or seeing where seeing where uh, Naomi is for uh, Pearl's going as well. All right, go and roll that perception. It had to happen. It's it, it's been too long. Don't you have a nat 22 or no? Oh, you know what I do. All right, nat 20, another two successes. This is great. Okay, well, we will completely retcon what I was about to say, so. All right, now, are all of you using a dash to get as much distance between you and them as possible? Yes. All right, so that's one dash marked off on your list as you go. Mm -hmm. Start rushing through and rushing through. Uh, you're hearing pursuit behind you, but it's it's a ways back. They got for some reason they had a hell of a time figuring out how to find you. <laughs> All right, so top of the next round with Maze. So are they close to me? Oh no, you guys have darted ahead. Your your party's with you, but your pursuers are really lagging behind. Alrighty, um, have we? taken any are we still just going straight or have we taken you know you're left? you're kind of weaving through the various tunnels getting towards your destination all right i'm going to turn around behind us okay. just to help out a little bit and cast minor illusion all right what's the illusion i am going to put up a five-foot wall that looks like the wall of the sewer. Like it's blocking. Oh, so you're going to put up a wall that kind of covers a wall or a grate that kind of just covers the path where it looks yeah. like they can't continue to follow? Right. Like well, there's no... Done. We know that way. I like that one. Uh, go ahead and give me a deception check with that. Man. Come on, deception. 18. All right. Yep. It's a very convincing, great that uh, wall, that barbed, kind of like a palisade kind of thing right there through the uh, through the tunnel. We'll uh, definitely help you guys out. All right. So dart, darting forward again, uh, Pearl. Or no, Titus, you're up next. 
All right. Um, I am going to uh, use. Uh, I'm going to use my survival uh, okay. to continue to try and navigate this uh, this tunnel system. All right. Go and roll that survival check. Six. Yeah, um, sewers are a weird thing. You've never seen them before. So trying to figure, it, it, it it's just kind of confusing, all these various tunnels that branch in and out and the path that goes and seeing rats running along and, 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 and other lizards and stuff. Uh, yeah, that one, that's not gonna help you too much on this. So that would that would be a failure, but it's it's not bad considering the amount of successes you've had so far. Pearl, you're up. I am going to use my stealth and try to guide everyone to be as far as we can to, you know, as we go. Okay. Roll that stealth check. That's a now, is that a stealth or is that a pass without trace? Um. Actually, you know, this probably wouldn't be the best time to do it. Okay. So you cast Pass Without Trace. Now, for all of you who are aware, that get, as long as you're within 30 feet of Pearl, you get a plus 10 on your stealth. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, in doing this, do you guys all take uh, another dash? Dash is kind of a free action for the first few times. After that, we have to do the pound save. Yeah. Let's go ahead and just get as much distance as we can right off the bat. Alright, so you take another, so that's another round for dashes, all kind of going and trying to keep within 30 feet of each other as you go. Making good time, making good progress. It's been a, it's been a little while since you heard the bells toll 11. So you're definitely in that last uh, bit before midnight. Alright, one more, one more round of fun, starting with Maze. Oh man, what do I got here? Um, now you can hear your pursuers behind you, but they are not—they're uh, not—they're not close. They're a good 30, 40 feet behind you. All right, I am going to cast Minor Illusion again, and down the opposite side of the tunnel where we are, like away from where we are. Okay. Uh, make the sound of the jackal is it jackal wares? Okay. Howling. Make it sound like they're jackal wares in the tunnel heading toward yeah. them? Yep. Alright, that one's good. Go ahead and uh, roll your disadvantage or roll, no, not your disadvantage. Roll your deception. Okay. That would be a 15. Okay. So the sound of jackalware jackalwares in the in the in the in the tunnels as they're chasing. Um, they're still continuing to chase. Next up is Titus. Um. Yeah, it's not good. I I uh, I was going to take advantage of the pass without trace and use my stealth. Um, the plus ten. Yeah, but that doesn't account for a net one. No, not really. 
you uh you actually at, at some point uh you managed to find because again a sewer moss slime slick deck saving throw okay and i'm just so dexterous oh, you are you 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 in Barovia, uh, you were you were you 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 did the uh, Barovian version of the Nutcracker. And was uh, yeah. lead on that. <laughs> You're yeah. so dexterous. Yeah, yeah. So thirteen. Uh, yeah, not as dexterous as, as you were back then in your youth without all that armor on. But you yeah. uh, you slip and stumble, but it, you don't knock yourself prone. You do kind of skid to the knee, skid, kind of slip, skid onto your knees, and then get back up and continue to run. But you can hear you, Maze and Pearl. You can hear that telltale sign of metal and stone. <laughs> At this point, they're used to hearing it, so I'm sure they would recognize the sound. Yeah, they might sit there and go, "Man, we got to get him some better armor, or he's not so loud, or teach him how to run without tripping." Find a way to help him see in the dark. That's it. Yeah. yeah. All right, Pearl, you're up. So, so I have an idea. I don't know if this will work or not. But you what can if, certainly try whatever the idea. Uh, what if I were to have them tie me to a piece of rope, however reluctant I am, and they hold on to the rope so I can run and they don't have to have the light. Like, I guide them. Because I can see and they can't. That way they don't have to use the light, so that way we're... we're Harder to track. That's not a bad idea. What do you guys say? Oh, Titus is 100% on board with this idea. You have I'm enough sure of a are. lead on, <laughs> on them that you could stop and perform this task and tether each and kind of provide that guiding in the dark and then you can extinguish your lights or drop your lights. Yeah. Maze, are you on board with this plan? Sounds good to me. Okay. I believe I let myself get leashed. <laughs> well, I mean, you're offering, so I will let you tie the knot. So you give me a dexterity check. Oh, or slight of, it's a, we'll call it sleight of hand okay. for the knot tying. The tan? The tan? Yeah, well, I do. Uh, let's see. And then 18. Yep. Well, you, 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 for some reason, when they covered knot tying in the monastery, you were on board with that class. For some reason, you were all about it when it came to playing with the rope. <laughs> and so you tie the knots and you get there and you start darting off. Maze and Titus, you could extinguish your lights now. You kind of just vanish into the dark. So after, after a after running and run, uh, and you taking another dash for everybody. Mm -hmm. All right. So that would be your third, third or fourth. So it'd have been your final one. I uh, managed to kind of keep yourselves on track and keep keep the uh, pursuing party at bay, or at gaining enough ground on them that after a while you start to turn around and you notice several different uh, tunnels start to kind of converge together 
and you see an area that kind of opens up like you kind of there was some descent descending down a little bit running up a little bit all kinds of twists and turns but you come to an area where it seems like as you can't as you ran down and then come up and you come into an area it seems like it's got a larger uh ceiling by just a tiny little bit more like a it's kind of like a a 15 foot ceiling in, in this area there's several different tunnels there's a huge area where four different uh paths of the uh of the water seem to converge together into a larger pool and you can kind of see it swirling as if it's going down a drain the whole season has been working its way from uh, that scene at the end where Titus was holding out the rope and now she's tied up. <laughs> hey, patience pays off. <laughs> and now... <laughs> it looks like uh, Pearl has a nat 20 she can use on her next roll. And now as you guys come in to our final map of the night. So looking at this map, you can kind of kind of see Pearl. You can definitely see where the various paths are. This is a much more open area. You see kind of these rickety bridges that span the span the span the water onto different paths. Uh, Pearl, what's your night vision distance again? Uh, 60. Whole new initiative. Is that a rat in the sewer, like water on the left there? Yep. There are rat. You hear rats uh, about. Uh, in fact, as you look, uh, there's this huge kind of drain pipe where water seems to be kind of flowing out a little bit and you see just past where the ripples are from the wa little waterfall you see a small reptilian creature kind of looks like a uh like a like a like an alligator type of of creatures in the water uh kind of and you see a group of rats trying to scuttle out of the water uh you see um you see uh, on the opposite side to your left, there's a large kind of monitor lizard type size creature. It's kind of sitting there on the edge. Um, and uh, down the way a bit, you see uh, looks like a column with some that's got light on the opposite side from where you're seeing. It kind of conveys the area in a light, in a dim light. Uh, where there's a couple of couple of bridges but you see there's also a water path in front of you so you have the bridge uh to the to the right to try and go or you would just try to cross through the water which you know from coming through here is not very deep but it's also only about 10 foot wide uh, yeah but wouldn't if we were to try and cross straight ahead of us, would the current from that swirling area, would that pull us in? 
no, it's not that strong. Again, the pool, the right here, right here in this area to try and cross is only about two feet deep. It's in this larger area, obviously it would be deeper, but the currents, the fact that it's not that deep, it's not strong enough to kind of pull you through. Maze might have a problem, but you definitely wouldn't. I know this is probably a horrible question to ask, but how far can I jump? Because could I jump over that water? See, uh, I was to calculate that. I, I, you know what? I, one of these days, I should have been aware of that because that is just one of those things. Remember, we're tied together. Yes, you are all currently tied together. Oh, uh, you make a long jump. You can cover. You can get out the broom, and I can jump over and pull the broom. Yeah, a long jump. Uh, you cover a number of feet up to your strength strength score if you move at least ten feet on foot immediately before the jump. Cool. Where and is that at? Just for so we all have reference. It's on the your D and D sheet. I just clicked on the speed area. Okay. Talks about walking speed. Cool. So, gotta love that D and D Beyond for all those goodies. Mm -hmm. So, question: Since I'm a monk. Do I get to use my dexterity for my jump? Uh, yes, if you're able to use your dex versus your strength. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's see. Can I just say for precaution that I take out a cap of water breathing and put it on? <laughs> <laughs> well, at this point, I mean, you're kind of, you're still, you can still hear people coming behind you. You're all are tethered together with maybe five feet in between, in between you. So, Pearl, are you going to, I mean, we'll start, it's uh, starting at the top with Maze coming into this space. Pearl wants to try and jump across. Maze, what do you do after kind of hearing, uh, hearing everything that's uh, being described? Because I assume Pearl's describing what she's seeing. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally relaying everything and, and um, saying, you know, like the idea of like, if you two are on the broom and fly with me as I jump, I can jump over that. So I, I've got uh, 17 dexterity, so I should be able to clear it, if I'm understanding this correctly, if I run and jump. Just for future precautions, I'm going to, I have two caps of water breathing, and I'm going to pull one out and give it to Titus <laughs> and keep the other one. And then I'll prepare for this jumping escapade that we're going to try to all right then. guys uh <laughs> you guys all move up to the uh to the edge here uh, Pearl, go ahead and uh tell me about that running jump do you do standing or do you run run i'm gonna run so i get my full distance so that way yeah all right, go ahead and roll it. Right, uh, so what do I roll? I roll you uh, roll your uh, roll your acrobatics. Okay. Got that twenty. Did you already use it? Oh, you're right. That would be sure. Her next dice roll is the net twenty, so she get a net twenty on that. I, so, I yeah, rolled she. Anyway, so yeah, it up there. Dark vision or not, she may she gauges it right, jumps it, and lands like. Great, nice and graceful, like a like a monk should land when 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 running and jumping. 
brings you across. And as you uh, come up to this area of light, kind of coming coming around it, you see standing, you see two, um, this, this area kind of lights up the area around it. You see two uh, more stable looking bridges that cross the paths. And standing there in between the, in between the two bridges is uh, the figure who identified himself as Soto. Again, as you're seeing him, every few minutes his whole form shifts into another person. After a moment, it shifts into another person. You see this constant uh, kind of flickering of personas dance across his body as he's standing there. Mm-hmm. Um, you hear... Uh, as you kind of look to the side, you see a metal grate that look, with, a, with a door on it. it. Looks like it might have been a subterranean cell that was set uh, set up there. Uh, you hear more rats and whatnot scurrying about, and your pursuers start to come into view and come up behind. And as they're about to sit there and jump across, hear Soto yell at them in some language you don't understand. And then they stop. And they turn. They walk away. As if kind of give me a quick insight check. Come on. Uh, 11. Okay. 19. Okay. 14. All right. Titus, you get this impression very clear from the tone that it's kind of one of the, and, 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 uh, you remember this from your training, uh, as, as a paladin and even the rest of you kind of all recognize this tone. This is the straight up dad tone of authority where it's like, stop. And you just, Regardless of the language, you get that tone mm-hmm. of authority. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so once there, he stands as they kind of go. Soto is standing there looking at all of you and is like, and ah, so pleased you made it on time. Were you successful? Are you going to do something about these things in our chest? As part of the agreement. Do you have the knife? How do we know you'll hold up your word? Perhaps, uh, which is fair. I mean, you've had a you've had a rough go of it since you've been here. Oh, come, come with me. And he starts to lead you down across the bridge. And crossing the bridge, you see a set of a, a kind of wide. Uh, set of stairs leading up into another chamber and as you kind of all come into that chamber he leads down across on uh, to where it look where you come to kind of an area that looks like a looks like kind of a kind of a stone wall and an archway built into the wall you up and uh, encourages you all to come close 
Then he walks over to the archway. Uh, works a couple of stones. And you see shortly thereafter a the a kind of light filters through. And as the light kind of dissipates and fades, and you look through and you see a ocean or lake on the other side. You see sunlight. You see birds flying in the distance. He stands there and looks at all of you and kind of points to us. I said I would show you a way out. Do you have the knife? A way out to where? Another plane. Another, 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 another part of the prime material. I'm not quite sure where, but it is not here in the dread realms. It's not here in Zeresh. Not here in Par Paradon. Be free to step through. Insight. Okay. Roll it. And what about these scarabs? How do we know you're going to take them off after this? Uh, that's an 18 for insight. Okay. Uh, Pearl, you have an inspiration, and Maze, you have an at 20. That's the booze. All right, what'd you get on that in, on that insight? 18. All right. He's sincere in the fact that it is a poor. It is somewhere else in the uh, in the multiverse and it is definitely not in not the dread realm so he's uh being honest with the fact that it is a portal out of the dread realms how do we know you're not the hands uh you you're not the one that uh we were warned about if we give you this stuff i'm surely you could kill us here and take it from us but how do we know you're not the one that has been foretold of? Foretold of? Yes. What foretelling? From the Emerald Lady. Who is this Emerald La Lady you speak of? She's the one that set us on this mission to go and collect this. To keep she it from sent falling. You, she, she sent you here to collect what? The knife. He's a bit taken aback by that. He wasn't... He, he, you see, he's confused. And concerned that someone else knows of the knife. You didn't know this? No. I was not aware that anyone else was searching for it. It was recently stolen from me. We were told before coming to this place that this item would appear every 13 years. And if we did not get it and keep it from falling into evil hands, that there would be 
peril and danger and all of these things to follow. And we should not fail this mission. Now, are you this the evil that we were warned about or how can we trust you? What you tell me is very disconcerting. These realms have not been a part, have been isolated for thousands of years. The fact that someone else is searching for that knife has me quite concerned. And while I would be happy to let you, be happy to complete our business, for you to take this, for you to give me the knife, and I let you walk through this portal and tell whatever story you wish to tell about not retrieving the knife. But I would be, I would severely tempt you to allow, allow its rightful owner to have it again, and you guys, and you all to exit in peace. And he holds out his hand. What exactly does the knife do? It's so dangerous. Roll of persuasion. Uh, did you? Did Pearl have an inspiration? She does have an inspiration if she wishes to use it. I don't think it'll get high enough. It's worth a try, I guess. Okay. I've been gifted two inspirations today. You can use them both if you want. Uh, well, um, it's a D4, right? D4 each. So if you you could roll both, just stack them both in, because you know, it's kind of one of those use it or lose it kind of deals. <laughs> yeah. That's an eight plus the the seven, so that's a. That's a fifteen. Takes a moment, kind of looks, sizes y'all up, and then and you see his form shift again and again. And the knife grants certain protections and abilities. While holding it, you can, uh, a sh if you're a shapeshifter, you can shift into any creature. Normally, we're just we're limited to shift. You're shifting into only humanoid, humanoid type form. But with this knife, you can shift into any animal form. Also, it grants certain immunities, provided it's been its ritual has been executed, been performed on a regular basis. The your intervention has prevented the current cycle to be completed. So you're telling us that you're not going to keep doing the ritual? I never said that. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought. I'm merely offering you your lives and a way off of, out of my domain in exchange for that knife. 
I wish I could whisper to my my group without him hearing me, but I don't think that's possible with us. It's close to slide a hand. You could do a slide of hand if you wanted to try and do that. Oh. Uh, so that trace lasts for how long? Um, it's an hour, I believe. An hour. So would that be a stealth or? Well, sleight of hand is typically relating for like it's a de I believe it's in the same vein as like a stealth check or something. You're trying to be very kind of sly about it. I'm trying to like tell them like basically I want to tell them he's just going to keep killing people. Okay, so roll a sleight of hand. I'm going to see if his perception will catch it. That's a twelve. And and I don't think Trace will help with that or not. No, it's it, yeah. As I'm thinking about it, no, I won't. But it, I had to work. I had to work through that in my head real quick. But no. So. Um. So you try to mouth to cat mouth to the others that you don't you don't trust him. Pretty much, yeah. The death is going to continue, basically. All right. Oh, so you moved into that position off to the side. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want to be exactly where he wants me to be. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. So you move off to the side. That's good. Um, he looks at, he, he, he kind of looks at every, looks at all of you and says like, I'm afraid I can't promise what I can't promise and only offer what I have offered as part of the agreement. Your lives and a way off of my realm or the knife. The choice is yours, but you might want to make it quickly. And need y'all to roll perceptions. Seventeen for me. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Fourteen. What'd you get? Fourteen. Okay. Uh, as he says that, as if almost on cue, you guys look about and creeping up the creeping up from behind you bathed in as the as the dim light from the portal shines across you see a whole slew of sir of creatures that all look like sir edmund bloodhaven and soto stands there holding out his hand expectantly asking you for the knife Could me, well, no, he would still know it's the knife, right? Or whether or not it was knife or knife, we used an illusion, he'd be able to tell the difference. You can certainly try. Yeah, no, I can certainly try. I can certainly fail, too. <laughs> oh. I really want to stab this guy. <laughs> I know, but look at all the other people, man. Go for it. I'm not stopping you. 
Do it. Do you. Um, how far, how maybe, far, maybe, but how far is he from this open portal? He's about five feet in front of it. And, um, can I do like a quick arcana or something to see how this portal works? Sure. Uh, have a negative one. So let's see how it goes. I mean, you're not proficient in arcana, so. No. It would definitely be hard. Yeah, so 14? Um, you're vaguely familiar with the whole concept of planar travel. Mm-hmm. Being someone who's grown up in Barovia, you know that that, that that land has been sealed off from the prime material plane. And that in, in your youth, attending Vistani parties, when you, you were you, when you were told to kind of leave the Vistani alone, you of course in your youth it's like I'm I gotta see what this is for myself. You've heard them tell stories of passing through the mist and traveling between realms. It's fantastical stories of gateways and ways of traveling. This lines up with what you what you daydreamed in thinking about it. In the in the fact that you wanted to escape Barovia like everyone, so many others try to do. If seeing a place that has a blue sky, sun, and not the dread, depressing state of Barovia, you really do. You really do are convinced that this is a way out. Okay, I. But I, I, again, as a paladin, it's like you cannot abide by certain people doing evil things. So I am really going to ruin the party. <laughs> But uh, I have to play Titus. He is a protector. Uh, and he's thinking about all the women that will continue to die because of this knife. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, Titus, you're good. He was um, her, she wasn't leaving anyways. Re- really quick, uh, sir. Is this a one-way portal? Like, will we be able to come back if we wanted to? You could. There's always ways back through through a door, but this door won't stay open forever. Can I try to shove him and me, me together through the portal? That's uh, that's plausible. I would help with that. Okay. Maze? Um, flying towards his face as we speak. <laughs> okay, so before she, before Pearl suggests this, Titus, what were you going to do? You were in the process of telling me what you were going to do. So finish that thought before we let uh, Pearl move toward her action. It sounded like you were about to try and stab. I um I was about 50-50 between stabbing and pushing him through that portal. Um so uh I uh I'm I'm on board with trying to push him through the portal. Okay. So uh yeah. I will um 
Pearl can try and move and do that. All right, Pearl, go ahead and do the move in and do the opposing. Uh, let's do the opposing strength. If you're assist, since Titus is assisting, you get to roll with advantage. Okay. Now, uh, again, I, I can roll with Dex with that because I'm monk, right? If it allows you to replace your dex, your strength modifier with your dex modifier, then you can do that. Can I suggest something? What's that? Can I steal Titus's potion of slipperiness and throw it down behind? <laughs> it takes like 10 minutes to apply it, I think. Ah, oh, sheesh. Okay. I tried, guys. Yeah. But you can't just splash it down. Yeah. <laughs> right behind him. Go. Okay. That is a 15. Oh, I didn't roll with the advantage. I'm going to roll it again. Just in case I get a better one. <laughs> That's a nat 20. <laughs> That's much better. All righty. So, uh... Moving in, you guys go to push and pushing him. You actually do manage to kind of grab him and shove him through the portal. And do you guys go with? Yes. All right. So all four of you fall through the portal and fall into the water. Okay. Oh, I have the breathing bubble. <laughs> and as you kind of fall into the water uh, a little bit, you kind of land on the ground and then kind of stand up. And the, you, Pearl, and Soto are roughly uh, waist deep in the water. And Soto is, is freaked out as to what happened. And you turn to look and you, you, you actually see the portal kind of fade and close. And Soto is looking about completely into panic and starts to run. Oh, no, I'm going after that man. He's Dying. Alrighty. <laughs> Go ahead. Let's uh let's uh we'll uh we'll do we'll, let me edit this real quick. So Scoob, did you have a map for this? <laughs> nope. Did not anticipate this this happening. <laughs> but that's okay. I don't need a map for this. <laughs> Let us roll that initiative. Wow. Oh, that's a six initiative for me. All right. Pearl? 17. Okay. Maze? 17. All right. Who's got the higher decks, Pearl or Maze? I've got a plus three. I've got a plus three. All right. Each of you roll a D6 and tell me the result. Actually, no, no, no. Let's not do that. I got a better one. I got a better one. 
Who finished their Christmas shopping already? I did, like two weeks ago. <laughs> Maze goes first. There you go. <laughs> All right. I had to think of it. I was like, I could do this. Let's have a little fun because we got Christmas next week. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Alrighty, top of the initiative is Maze. You fall, you're on your broom, so you're not in the water per se. Because I, I don't expect I, you didn't tell me you got off the broom. So you're kind of hovering on the broom. You see Soto sitting there trying to go through the water. His movement is hindered because he's waist deep in the water and rushing and seeing them shift his form um I'm, yeah I'm going after him with my movement alrighty you get up on him what do you do uh, she has a nat 20 for, for attack. attack okay uh, yeah I'm swinging with my nat 20 right here okay ooh Oh man, should I do this? Yes, I'm totally do it. Booming blade. Yes. Awesome. So Nat 20. Uh, 5, 8, 13. 13. And yeah, 13 points of damage. And he's got booming blade on him. Okay. Uh, you strike him with the rapier, and as you strike him, you know you got a solid hit on him, but it doesn't appear that there's been any cuts to his body. Hmm. But he does have the bo the booming blade is there, so that would go off as he as he does his movement. Uh, which brings us to... Oh, and also... You guys notice that your chests... You feel something moving on your chests. Okay. Uh, can we look and see what is going on? Uh, when you get to... As you, you kind of feel the, 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 the beetle that was embedded in your chest, do you feel it start to move? But you don't feel it digging into you. You feel it kind of crawling down your chest or up your chest to your collar. Still embedded? No, it's not embedded. Not You don't feel it digging into you. Right. You feel it crawling across your skin under your clothes. For a bonus action, can I try to catch mine? <laughs> Certainly try. Like, like it's crawling on me, man. That's a free action to squirm. <laughs> <laughs> what if I'm to try to catch this, like? Uh, slide a hand. Hey. All right, 19. All right, uh, as you feel it, you kind of get it. And as you kind of kind of work it out and open your hand, it looks like a regular beetle. It opens its back carapace. Little wings sprout, and it starts to kind of buzz and fly off. 
Pearl, you're up. First of all, I don't know if I can do this, but I don't know exactly how it is. To avoid the um, uh, restraint of the water, can I run up, use my uh, acrobatics that I can do with the monk and run along the, like, run along the side of the, um, um, the wall? So that I can get um There is no wall. Oh there's no wall here. I knew we could you you roll a quick perception. Because as you're trying to kind of get an idea of your surroundings. Ten. (laughs) Alright. As you look about, you see you are on the edge of a large lake. The water is pristine blue, shimmering a little bit with the sun. Uh, You see the shore is maybe about 20 feet behind you and to the left and and, in the and behind you and it's stretching around in the direction Soto is running. And you see it kind of goes out to the right and it gets further out. I mean, far as you can tell, it could be a quarter mile to a half a mile before the other bank. And you see uh, carnivorous trees all along there. You see mountains and snow caps. Very, I mean, it's like, this is wild. Because your last time you saw these was in the Shadowfell. And they didn't look as pretty as this. You're seeing this side and it's like, I mean, even the monastery was tucked up high in the mountains. So seeing this kind of sub, this kind of lower altitude type of area, it's just like you haven't seen this since you were a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> yep, definitely. So you see him running. So there's no wall to kind of parkour off All of. Right. You are just there waist deep okay. in the water. All right, I'm going to book it, try to get to him. Okay. So it's difficult terrain, so it's kind of half movement for you. But he's, he's obviously slower because you can move... You can move 40, he can move 30, so you can catch up to him. Okay, so I catch up to him and I'm gonna whack him. How Go ahead, dare whack him. you threaten to kill us? Wham! All right, go ahead and roll for attack. Yep, yep. I'm That is a 21 to hit. That will hit. Nine damage for the first swing. Okay. And then I am I, I'm mad at this guy. He threatened us. I'm gonna flurry of blows. Do it. On him. And so then I'm gonna uh, I'll give you two hits. The first one. So uh the first one is a 21, the second one is a 16. Alright, they both hit. And then Five damage for one. Uh, six damage for the other. Okay. He takes all those hits, but for some reason it doesn't look like they've affected him. Mm-hmm. Alright, now it's him. He is 
just going to take his action to, to kind of disengage and keep on. Or Actually, he doesn't even disengage. He just keeps on going. <laughs> so, so you'll get an opportunity attack on him. Maze will get an opportunity attack and his uh, and the booming blade will go off. So roll for your attacks. Let me know if you hit. Since it's not working the first time, can I use my silver dagger against him on this opportunity attack? Certainly try. That is a 14 to hit. All right. That hits. For four damage. Okay. He takes it. You don't even see a cut form. Hmm. Can I call out real quick and say, Titus, try the dagger we found. Oh, that's my plan. Okay. Maze? Um... Hold on, and I get sneak attack. Because mm-hmm. uh, it, yeah, it'd be, it's an opportunity attack, so. Yeah, sneak attack can go on opportunity attacks, right? Okay, go for it. So that will be 15 plus 6. Uh, you cut out at the end there, Mace. Oh, 17 and then plus, what did I say? Plus six for the booming blade. Okay. Again, all of those hits through, but you don't see any 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 bruising, breaks of the skin, nothing. He just takes the hits and keeps on running. And as he gets up, he gets to the point the water is getting thinner or getting the water levels lowering and he's now able to get up so as he get as he gets the last little bit up onto the shore and starts to see uh which way he's moving he all of a sudden stops and stares into the tree line ever so slightly and then start and is just mesmerized by the sight he sees as you guys look and see you see you start you can hear kind of a a clacking and a clicking and and you see a couple of couple of the 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 saplings kind of brush away and you see something metallic and silver come walking out of the tree line it looks like a giant metal spider with these red eyes and you see kind of like a, a little brightness kind of shift from eye to eye to eye and then back and as it starts to crawl towards Soto and he's in complete shock as it comes up and it's going to it moves in it moves into him and uh Causes him to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, 
Fails the con save. And you see Soto sit there and just freeze in motion as the spider comes up to him and then uh, reaches out with a couple of, with a couple of a uh, couple of like pincers on the upper portion and grab Soto and pick him up and then start to turn. And this is where now it's Titus. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm good. <laughs> You're good? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he can have them. Uh, you know, <laughs> saves us the trouble, I think. Uh, I'm not chasing a giant metallic uh, spider. Uh, not at so, level three, I'm not. <laughs> so I just walk up to uh, to Pearl and Maze and just kind of put my arms across her shoulders as well. Looks like our job's done. I guess. So this smash the beetle that's on me wherever it is. I want to smash it. So this giant spider thing. Uh, how far away is it from us? Uh, it's about twenty feet from you. Yeah. Um, no interest in getting closer. He doesn't even care about us at all. Far as you can, uh, far far as you can tell, its attention was on Soto. Okay. Um, then what I, what I want to do is, um, I'm going to try and break the magic knife. You could certainly try. Um, I don't know, would that be a strength check? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a strength tech. I mean, how do you want to do How do you want to try and break the knife? Is there, are there any uh, rock outcroppings or stones near the, the water line or anything nearby? Uh, quick perception. Or actually, no, that would be an investigation. Oh, okay. Well, uh, put those glasses on and I look real close at the ground. 12. All right. Uh, there, I mean, there are a few, there are a few stones and whatnot that are kind of, that are kind of smooth, uh, and the, just in the shallows, mm -hmm. uh, but you don't see, kind of, you don't see like a rock, uh, you see a couple of rocks that are somewhat fist size or whatever that, well, you could set the knife on, mm -hmm. but if you're looking for like a big boulder of like granite or obsidian, you're not seeing any of that around there. Okay, so then breaking it doesn't seem like it's going to be uh, really an option at this point. Not really. Okay. Um, so this is a completely different realm. We're not familiar. It's not Barovia, obviously. No, you are a complete fish. All uh, you guys, Pearl might be the only one who's somewhat closer, but Maze definitely has never seen anything like this. She grew up in Zeresh, spent all of her life in Paradon. This place is just completely strange and unusual. Uh, as you guys, you guys kind of look about. Um, not really sure where you are per se, but the spider 
sits there with so has Soto kind of gripped and starts to turn and you see it start to walk and uh go ahead and roll uh perceptions all right and i will use my d4 inspiration so that is a 17 perception okay what about pearl and maze 20 maze I'm sorry, 16? Uh-huh. Alright, as you guys look and you see you see where the spider is going. Uh Pearl and Titus, you as you kind of lead on where the spider is going, you see something familiar. Yes. You see the house. Yeah. Sitting there. And a figure standing outside the door of the standing outside the house. Kind of kind of there looks like a humanoid figure standing there, hands behind hands behind behind their back as the spider starts coming toward there. He looks, he sees you, raises a hand to wave, he kind of motions you to come come close. As you guys uh, move over and come up to him, you see it's Pennyworth. He's seen. It's kind of hard to tell emotions because you know he seems fairly kind of the straight man. Mm-hmm. But as the as this as the spider deposits Soto, you see it kind of stand there and out and Pennyworth uh, sees you as ah, you were successful. In a roundabout way. Good. Did you get the knife? Where's the emerald lady? I, I, I imagine that seems only fair. And then you see the door open and a woman steps out in a green cloak. Can't quite tell the features, looks elvish. Some in there, but definitely very striking. As she's, she does. Oh, so good to see. Retrieve it. Can't hear you. Why would you say that we did good work if you don't know whether or not we've retrieved it or not? My profession is to find capable people. I found several groups. There was a wonderful group in a valley not too far from here that managed to do some good work. I'm a, I'm, I take bets, so to speak, on raw talent. I had a good feeling about you, which is why I sent Pennyworth to meet you. Although, as with any group, you have surprises. Like your little friend here. He's mean. Hmm? He put bugs on us and said he was going to kill us. And, and, and yeah, he's mean. Mm-hmm. I wasn't referring to him. I was referring to your friend here. As he as she motions to Maze. Uh, 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 he's nice. She lets me hold her mouse. 
Hi. A pleasure. Good talent, so hard to find. Now, do you have, I assume you have the knife, otherwise you wouldn't be here. What are you doing here? Waiting for you. And how did you know we would be here? She motions to the amulet that you guys have. Once the portal was open, we were able to locate it. These retrievers, as she motions to the spider, are quite a wonderful technology. It was acquired. What do you want with a knife? To be completely honest, I wanted to put it in the in this collection within this within this home, and keep it away from being abused, like certain corrupt creatures. As she kind of motions towards so. Sure can. That's a nat 20. As far as you can tell, she's being completely honest. I like her better than him. Yeah. At this point, um, Titus takes out a, a rolled up cloth and slowly uh, un unrolls it. Uh, revealing the magic knife. Uh, we went through great peril to obtain this. And yes. I imagine you suffered some losses. I vaguely remember there being five of you I sent on this task, yet only two plus one have returned. Yes. This journey was not without its cost. What we want to be sure of is that no women or anyone else will fall slain because of this knife. That I can promise. And Mo Alfred comes over to accept the knife, looks at it, shows it to her, and she comments, ah, oh, yes, the Fang of Nosferatu. It's definitely one of those things that should not be out in the wild anymore. Now, is there a place I can take y'all? You said there was another group in the valley. That sounds like fun. Okay. I have a, a few contacts there. <laughs> a mansion, so to speak, has been uh, recently relieved of some uh, trouble. I believe you deserve a reward for such efforts. Please, come inside. I'm all excited. I'm going to meet this new group. <laughs> so with that, she leads you into the mansion. And again, as you step in, Maze, the first time you've seen this, this house on the outside looks very small. Like a little one-story cottage. Very kind of nondescript. And as they step inside, Titus and Pearl kind of know what they're getting into. But you are totally see this for the first time as you step in and it is this huge mansion 
rooms and display cases, sets of armor, match items. I mean, it is just all kinds of stuff. Different servants kind of move about and you see the Emerald Lady ascend a staircase and Pennyworth is there and leads you into a, into a dining room where this huge spread of food allows you to, motions you to sit down, let you take in a meal, get a long rest, and gives you, gives you your reward for a job well done. Y'all can level up to your next level for when you return as characters. And that is the end, the hour of the knife. Cool. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Was to fight in this? Like, we supposed to fight all those things? That was a possibility, but the retriever just... was a uh, was the trump card to kind of help you out. But you guys changed the way things went, so it, the retriever's job was a lot easier. As part of your epilogue or whatever, you all promote up to the next level. She takes you over to, she actually takes, she actually doesn't take you to the Twilight Gap. She actually takes you all the way over to uh, the, the Sword Coast in Faerun. Deposits you all just outside, just uh, just at the side of the city of Waterdeep. So from there, you get to decide what your path leads to next. Promptly pays you all a sum of uh, ten, of uh, 100 platinum each for a job well done and tells you that it is an investment in your future. How many platinum again? 100 platinum each. Wow. Got a chance for a rest, relax, and for... Maze again seeing this for the first time. The house travels as it just seems to walk. And once you're deposited in Waterdeep, of about a cut about one or about two miles away from the city, as you stand there, you see the you see the house stand on these avian feet and kind of just walk in walk off into the distance. Out. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, and this is Titus's first chance to actually be out of the gloom. Yeah, he's like squinting, looking at the, the sunlight. Yep. So as you as you take as you kind of come up, you take in the city of Waterdeep, huge bustling port town and city with all of its adventure possibilities. You guys should meet my family. This would be fun. Well, your family's not around Waterdeep. They're off yeah. somewhere else. But yeah, that could be another thing for you to want to try and travel and do. But <laughs> this is the this uh, concludes this season of Challenge Accepted. This adventure made it out of Barovia. I'm just excited that we that we survived and we completed the mission. Because there were some times I was thinking we might not make it. <laughs> there was definitely, definitely some possibility you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, all the, the beetles turned into regular beetles and come, flew off. 
Soto uh, was promptly killed because as uh, the Emerald Lady explains to you, the knife, uh, what it does is you have to commit a series of uh, killings, six killings, but in a certain amount of time, after the sixth killing, the wielder of the knife becomes immune to any and all damage for 13 years. Oh. That's why we couldn't hit him. The knife was stolen just before the start of the next ritual, yeah. so you managed to stop Edmund from making the sixth kill, the sixth kill, mm -hmm. and you managed to keep it away from him long enough for his invulnerability to fade. It was on the verge of fading, but the retriever got to him first. Here it is for everyone to see. Hour of the Knife from the original Ravenloft box set. Cool. So, got the maps and all the fun things in there. To give you a perspective as far as the mansion. This is the original mansion, mansion drawing. And then uh, thank to Zip for recreating it in Incarnate. Cool. Completing all... All the room descriptions you guys did really good so yeah i'm glad you everybody had fun that's awesome that's, oh, that was so much fun i think the chat enjoyed it too which is great i'm glad everyone had a good time <laughs> so here here's our post adventure kind of <laughs> chat tell me tell me about it tell me what you thought I think one of my favorite things is that we were able to end it totally different than than what was planned. Just because that's fun when you can, you know, really throw a loop in it. Hey, Dungeon Hunter Raiders, welcome! You, we just hey. had our big climax, and now we're in kind of our post wrap up. This is a uh, studio where we do D and D, we do podcasts, we we hang out, we have a good time. Oh, our yeah. our our adventurers uh, completed uh, a second edition module with a few tweaks and now they uh, get to move on to their next chapter of adventure I just thought of something before the end that she would transform her new clothes that she has that are like the the, the those one that's the change into that ribbony dress that I said I, I was gonna have and she plays with the ribbons she, as a celebration <sighs> I... thank you for the gifted sub Dutch honors glad you guys made it hope your game went well So many subscription gifts. You guys are awesome. Thank you. So, what did what? How did you guys? What did you guys think? I I saw the way. I'm glad that that Pearl uh, had the, the the same idea that I did for pushing the guy. Um, but I saw that was the only way that we were going to make it out of there alive. Mm -hmm. You know, because you said a slew of these creatures were coming up. And yeah, like, he had he had oh, roughly yeah. twenty roughly twenty of the other of the their their uh, variation of doppelganger from the second edition module called the Ravenloft doppelganger. Yeah. Back in that original build for the doppelganger, they actually had a specialized weapon that it could take on the same shifting properties 
that they had so they could make a dagger look like a long sword an axe or whatever but it still dealt the same amount of damage yeah and they had a much better control on their um shape-shifting now obviously as we move through the additions we move into the changeling and the regular doppelganger so there have been some variation but so this is mostly on the regular doppelganger just adding in that extra ability to shape the knife cool. um now again original module stuff zeresh was a part of a place called the dreaded the dread realms which is a group of uh of lands ruled by dread lords uh strahd being one of them uh soto being another and then there are several others in these various realms that were kind of isolated off from the prime material plane and taking up residency kind of in the shadow fell or the plane of shadows as it was really as it was referred to so travel back and forth obviously we move up through the addition so certain things kind of change from a cosmic perspective mm -hmm. but it is definitely one of those kind of some of that classic DD stuff yeah and the fang of not and the knife is actually called the fang of nosferatu Wow. Well, and it was just nice to. to it, I really enjoyed doing D and D a little bit different, where it was more of like you said, it was a mystery or it was a chase or it was different stuff than what you would normally have on D and D. So it's kind of cool to try something different, you know. I'm glad. Maybe how about you? Up. I mean, you you were just getting into this whole D and D stuff, and then jumping in with this crew midstream. I'm kind of sad it's over. Yeah. It's okay. only over until season three. So if you guys all want to jump in on season three in January, uh, we've got we're working on getting our season three. First uh, round is goes to first first pick obviously goes to all challenge accepted, past and present. Mm -hmm. So if we get a party made up of all those people who've already volunteered to play, uh, wanted to play in a game, then we're good. We just need to settle on what adventure we want to do and where we want to go. And if you want to can continue on with these characters or we can work on new ones and just kind of see how the story goes i'm enjoying pearl i've fallen in love with her i think i'm gonna keep her okay work her way work her up to 20 it's all good <coughs> i would love that um you guys want in uh we can handle that in the discord um probably gonna give it a couple more days that i'm gonna put a call out for an open cast call on social media for scoop studio so if you're following our social media and you see that call go out you can jump in or reply there or again we have that challenge accepted uh channel uh just for cast members or anybody who has a challenge accepted group uh tag on there so we can chat and see who wants to do what and uh looking to kick that off in january maybe shift it to a different night i don't know have to see what people's availability are and i think i have another show in the wings that's ready to start um so but i need uh i need the person who's been working on gathering the cast for that to kind of settle on a time and date so we can get that going which would be fun i know we're we're, we're working on it but you know got to get those releases and everything put together on the up and up when does season three start again? Uh, minimum would be January 9th when we mm -hmm. come back for uh, Shadow Watch. 
Uh, but if we need to push it back because we will need to finalize cast and paperwork and all of those things and the story of where we want to start, um, could start going, we could start with Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. We could do one of the other modules in the uh, that have been published, or I could dig through. I've got lots, lots of second edition stuff. I, was like, I, I just finished uh, Rainbow Frost Maiden last Thursday. We each repeated the, uh, uh, what's her name? Alia or something like that. Mm -hmm. That was fun. It was all fun. He did not, he didn't, he didn't release the creature in the obelisk, did he? No. Okay. No, Good. Hey. Which creature? Uh, with Can't Alia? tell you. Okay. <laughs> like, is that at the very beginning, or like I'm trying to remember the, which one the obelisk was? That's the thing. <laughs> Not gonna say anything. I just happen to remember reading in the book that if you released a creature in an obelisk, you would get a very different ending to that story. That I know of, we didn't, but I don't remember going to an obelisk. So. Oh, you would know. You would know. We made a friend with a mummy. Um, and a bunch of uh, kobolds, and um, like we made friends with like almost everything we ran into except for a few things. Yep. <laughs> all kinds, all kinds of craziness. What about you? What about you? What about you, uh, Maze and Titus? What do you guys? What do you guys think? Want to keep going and join in the season three, or need to take a little, take a little bit of a break, or how do you want to do it? I think what I'm finding, especially in this COVID world that we live in, that I'm becoming more and more addicted to D&D. Um, <laughs> it's a problem. No, it's not. Uh, so uh, I, I, uh, I've had so much fun this season and uh, I, you know, it was, it was just so much fun to, to really cut my teeth on a, on a uh, campaign like this. Uh, I definitely would be interested in, in uh, looking at next season. My escape from the real world, so at least get it once a week. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. We're going to take a couple of weeks to kind of enjoy the holidays and get sorted. So I don't, I, I know I've got a whole lot of things because as we talked about, we're going to shift over to YouTube for uh, 2020 or 2021 and kind of see how that rolls through um, because there's so many different, there's so many, like we were saying, there's some things on the back end of Twitch I'm just not happy with. And I'm kind of in that trans period where it's like, let me take a shot and see what's going on. I mean, if Twitch fixes themselves and make themselves more appealing than YouTube, then, you know, we'll see how it goes. But definitely be back, definitely gonna be back in January, maybe on a different night. Definitely going to be a different adventure. Definitely more people on the on, on the cast who want to keep doing this. So we can work all that out. Any questions or comments or anything else as far as from the story or where you thought things could have gone left or right? How do you think your characters developed in the story? I, um, I felt the last scene you know before we push the guy through the portal that was the culmination of barovia as far as titus's backstory goes 
because, you know, he was raised in the environments of Barovia, fighting off of all of these, you know, uh, the beasts and the various creatures and just the general baddies uh, in, in Barovia and always willing to lay his life down to protect somebody else. Uh, so having this moment where he has the power to protect someone to, or, you know, it's the trusting moment. Do I trust this guy, you know, who's asking for this knife and hearing all of the stuff come, come, uh, you know, come together of, of how the, uh, the knife's properties would work. I was like, okay, I don't like this guy. I really want to put him down because, you know, otherwise I'm not protecting people, you know. Uh, but I feel like Titus really developed. Uh, he became, uh, I think he was very serious in the beginning, or at least he was trying to be. Uh, but he uh, he learned to uh, work with others a little better, I think, uh, throughout all the uh, the chaos. Uh, so, Maze, how about you? How do how do you think Maze developed from when you first created the character to how we're how we're doing at the end? Well, the ending kind of even surprised me because Maze loves Paradox. Mm -hmm. That's her study. And for her not to be there anymore is very strange. And, but that also is in line with she would do anything to protect it. So it totally makes sense too. And she just I don't know. She loves Pearl. She looks at Titus like a older brother, and huh? yeah, she just oh, I don't know, man. I like it. And how about Pearl? How did Pearl develop and change from when you first created her to now? definitely say that obviously there was a few points where like she started to calm down a little bit uh, uh like the idea of trying not to run away because of the mouse and because of the some of the, like the, the things that um the different characters had said and so she's like okay fine i'll look at you before i run away and you know things like that and then the idea that you know we we i need to help them and being willing to give in and letting them leash her so that she could pull, she could guide them, I felt was a big step for her in the sense of being willing to give up her freedom that she always had to help her friends. And I, and I really enjoyed playing that. Good. That's great. I'm glad, glad you guys found character growth with the characters. And I just want not forget that you pushed her in the hole. <laughs> I tried to push her in the hole. I tried. Right. It didn't work. <laughs> right. <here. laughs> she remembers. Chat, I hope you had a great time watching this journey as well. I know I had fun uh, seeing how this kind of played itself out. You guys have any questions or, or whatnot for me? I just want to say thank you. You're amazing. Thank you. well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you wanted to come and, and do this. Well, I'm 
glad that you're willing to take some of these like older uh, D&D that, that, that doesn't get to be used as much because of the newer editions uh, and we're willing to take the time to convert it so that it would work for D&D uh, 5e and, and be willing to take us through it because otherwise I probably would have never played anything from the older stuff because I don't know how to do it. I just started playing the 5e. <laughs> has his moments and then there's points where you just start to diverge like the original plan for this module i'll just let you know is each of you is supposed to be killed off and replaced with a doppelganger and then soto does bring you back to life afterwards to uh continue the journey it's some of the order was changed up a little bit but initial is like each of you is supposed to be kind of isolated away and turned into a do and killed off and turned into a doppelganger. It's where you're a double agent against the party. The closest we got to that is when Pearl ran off and got that stealth check where she vanished in the crowd. And I was like, well, <laughs> I can't keep avoiding this because part of the problem is, is when you, when depending on the group you're with, it, the fact that you spend all this time making a character and then I'm going to tell you, oh yeah, well off camera, you're going to be killed. You're going to come back. And you're gonna fail every every skill check you do, because now you're not now you're not what you thought you were. Some people would have a hard time with that, and I don't want to do that to newer players like you guys, who just getting in and getting invested in characters. Some people get attached to them. That'd be kind of okay. It's hard to have that. Do you trust me in the story? Right. To allow that to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. which is why we kind of touched on it. And then briefly kind of worked that through to conclusion and found a different way to have you all kind of uh, forced into uh, stepping up your game. <laughs> that's that seat. That's a, a episode where we found Pearl. I still laugh at that episode. After in the in the uh, where she was tied up, I was like, "Oh, that was that was just too funny." <laughs> Got a comment from Kit Matari. I love the old modules too. They are more bite-sized; they can fit into wide-ranging campaign. This is true. And for me, a campaign goes from level one to level twenty. I, I want to do that. I want to work. I, so far, I haven't gotten up to level twenty. The highest I think I've gotten is level. Very eight. rarely, on average, yeah. do people make it to epic level. Yeah. There, it's it's most most D and D groups, just statistically speaking, fizzle out around level ten. Mm -hmm. To get into those epic level confrontations, it takes a little bit. Definitely gonna change. Definitely changes up because, and I don't like to drop people in too high because there are so many things to learn. You need to. Yeah. It, the adage is you need to walk before you can run. So now you guys, you guys are currently what level? Four. Are we moving? Yeah, we're level three now, moving up to four after this. Yep. Yeah, now you guys are all level four. You're now at the last part of tier one play because used to be older module older editions with base modules on tiers so tier one is to is considered your local heroes but 
Now you're heroes in a place you've never been. Because none of you have ever been to Waterdeep. Whether or not you stay in Waterdeep is a whole nother thing. It's exciting. Nerve-wracking. <laughs> yeah. Well-deserved rest. Well-deserved. We'll see. Uh, everyone's up a level four. I think our other crew's level four as they were in Saltmarsh and then deciding where to go next. But, uh, yeah. It's kind of surreal coming to an end of a module like this. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be kind of cool if we were able to like run into some of the Saltmarsh uh, group I think that we're going to meet. Totally plausible. Totally plausible to run into any... The way I do the game is all of my players are in a shared world. They're just at different points in the world at the same time. So there's totally an opportunity for crossover. Now, I can't say my offline games would work crossover because those people have to be willing to want to jump on stream and kind of go from there. But I can say that there is a group currently in Waterdeep, underneath Waterdeep right now, on the second level of the Mad Mage, this dungeon. And their game, their next session is tomorrow night, and it's an offline game. So I've got another group uh, to the east of your lo northeast of your location. Um, going through uh, dealing with a dragon in, in a place in Ice Spire. Then, of course, there's Shadow Watch, who clearly on the other side of the continent in the Underdark. Yeah. In the middle of a nasty, nasty fight. Which way we'll, higher level than us. <laughs> yeah, they're about halfway higher than you. Yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> But with that, thank you all of my cast for hanging out with us for another great adventure. Thank you everyone in the chat for sticking with us so far and coming back each week to see what happens. I see that HPR, HP bar went down. Unfortunately, I was not in a position to throw a wandering monster in. So it's all good. It's all great. Thank you to all of our tricksters for your influence of the game, positive and negative. Thank you to the moderators for keeping the sanity in the chat and keeping and helping keep things on track. And with that, I want to wish everyone a happy Christmas, happy New Year's. Stay safe. Enjoy the time with family despite COVID. And we will see you in the new year and on our next stream. Good night, everybody. <laughs>